Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It's hour two. We're live in L.A. It's the Herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Greg Olson's going to be joining us this hour. Colin right, Colin wrong in a few minutes. So defensive coaches drove me crazy yesterday. Matt Eberflew, Chicago, Ron Rivera with the Commanders, and Brandon Staley. I know I've been on this. Also, Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett's regressing. I know you're tired of it. I know you think I'm wrong on this. But I'm telling you, I watch these young quarterbacks. Herbert's good enough to save everybody. Fields isn't yet. Sam Howell isn't yet. And I'm watching, I'm watching time and time again. These defensive coaches don't speak the language. They have no sensibility. They can't understand it. Thank God Justin Herbert is so damn talented. He overcomes these crazy, weird, analytic nonsense moves to go for it deep in your territory, (laughs) leading a backup quarterback, and they can't block Khalil Mack. (laughs) Here's the funniest part about the Herbert sneak on fourth down. Yeah. You know, he he had something going on with his hand. Oh, I don't no, know what all, that was. Oh, no, he had br- broken so, finger. Like a, yeah, it was like totally busted. He couldn't take snaps under center. So Brandon Staley says, oh, it's fourth down. Get under center and do the sneak. The the brotherly love, which they're calling it now. Brotherly shove. Brotherly shove, yes, yeah. yes. And, you know, Staley, like, had his quarterback with a busted finger try to do that. It, they they don't just, sense it. They don't feel it. And I, they're, they'll probably all see these videos eventually and everybody crushing them. It's not a coincidence when it's all the defensive coaches that can't figure out the offense and how to handle a young quarterback. Because you know who ha- can handle a young quarterback? Brock Purdy, last guy picked. Looks like Montana. <laughs> you think it's a coincidence? Well, they have good personnel. By the way, Shane Steichen oh. to Anthony Richardson. Oh, what a shock. Why is Anthony Richardson so good so quick, despite the fact he never played in college? Offensive coach. It's There are exceptions to everything. I mean, like Pete Carroll deserves credit. They basically rebooted Geno Smith's career. They deserve credit for that. But it's not – you got seven or eight examples. Defensive cultures can't help these young quarterbacks out. C.J. Stroud may have – I mean, D'Amico Ryans, we'll get to it later. He has really – 
I mean, he has basically upended all. Lamar struggled against him. Kenny Pickett was awful against him. This D'Amico Ryan's guy in Houston, this coach, the Niners loved him in the Bay Area. They told everybody this. They were crushed when he left, and they knew he was going to. Houston may have found themselves a gem as a defensive coach, which I'm not a fan of anymore, but that that team is 2-2 two and two with a rookie quarterback, rookie play caller, rookies everywhere, and O-line injuries. Yeah. All right, time for Colin Wright, Colin Wrong. I'm all ready to roll. Here we go. Where Colin was right. Blazing five had a great week, four and one. We've won seven of our seven of our last ten after a rocky start. We took the Titans, Vikings, Jags, and Bills. The Jags, nobody watched. I did. I was up at 6:30 in the morning Pacific time watching that ugly thing. Atlanta's bad. Like one of the worst quarterback situations in the league. So we were uh, right down the board. And good God, were we wrong on the Patriots? We've won seven of ten. We're on a roll. Where Colin was wrong. I bailed on the Buffalo Bills too early. I think it's the whole defensive coach thing. But in the last three weeks, Josh Allen has has been incredible. Now I get Josh Allen not throwing picks. His accuracy has improved. Uh, between Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, they got a couple of tight ends I like. They are less dependent. That was a great play by Stephon Diggs, wasn't it? They're less dependent on Josh Allen running the football. So to, to Buffalo's credit, they're listening to their critics and it looks like they're, they've solved some of their offensive stuff. Where Colin was right. June 27th, I said Dame to Milwaukee, not Miami. Dame to Milwaukee is the better fit. Miami is seen as the place to go. May I suggest, after some homework this morning, Milwaukee. If you send Dame, a smaller aging player, to the Bucks, Giannis is 28. Dame is 33, and that fits the championship model. Milwaukee's not as flashy. Maybe it's because they had a very quick exit. Miami doesn't work as well as Milwaukee. A dominant big and a great shooter. Yep, it worked. They made the deal. I thought back in June 27th it was the better fit than Miami. Where Colin was wrong. I said give Lincoln Riley another year. He'll get that defense fixed. It's worse. Outscored 27 to 14 in the second half. Gave up 32 yards to Colorado. 32 first downs. Colorado outgained Kayla Williams in USC's deep offense. Defensive coordinator Alex Grinch, his units ranked 103rd, and they have absolutely upgraded defensive personnel, especially in the front seven. It's not a great, it's not Georgia. I'm not saying it's Notre Dame or Michigan. But they're not the 103rd best defense. And usually defenses with a big lead can pin their ears back and kind of know what the offense is going to do. They did and still couldn't stop Colorado. By the way, a week ago, they couldn't move the ball against Oregon's defense and Oregon's defensive head coach. USC's defense, to me, looks the exact same. Can't tackle, can't hold leads. It's ugly. Where Colin was right. When Christian McCaffrey got traded to the Niners, about at least half the people said they gave up too much. And I said, no, 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 no. You just gave the great artist, Kyle Shanahan, a blank canvas. Watch how great Christian McCaffrey is with Kyle Shanahan. He's got 20 touchdowns in 17 games. He scored in 13 straight games, several touchdowns yesterday. I love when you give great offensive creative coaches more gifts and more presence. 
Christian McCaffrey, despite the critics and naysayers, has not only been worth it, it looks like a steal now as he has to be considered in the MVP race. Where Colin was wrong. I called the Bengals before the season a Super Bowl contender and they're officially a mess. Is it Zach Taylor, the head coach? Joe Burrow still getting pounded and too often. Um, They upgraded their O-line. It still hasn't helped. Uh, Three, basically, three offensive touchdowns in four games. They don't look prepared, well coached. Jamar Chase, the star receiver after, wasn't shy about complaining. In, In four games this season, do you feel like you've had less time to get open and create space for yourself? Nah, I'm open. I'm always open. Excuse my profanity. I'm sorry. (laughs) Nothing to be sorry for. Where Colin was right. Never a huge fan of Kenny Pickett. I said, listen, he's not going to go to Arrowhead or Buffalo and out-duel star quarterbacks. Now, I don't blame him entirely. The protection so-so. And Matt Canada, to me, is just not creative enough. But this is bad. He now has a 76 passer rating. Uh, He bails very early in the pocket. I don't blame him. Young guys get hit. They get tired of it. But Kenny Pickett, now injured, unfortunately, feels like he's come back. Again, this goes into my defensive coach, defensive culture. They just don't quite know how to elevate young quarterbacks. And it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. But uh, Kenny Pickett, I've never been a huge fan of. It, It looks like he's a problem now. Where Colin was wrong. Well, I picked LSU to win the national title. Uh, They allowed 700 yards to Ole Miss and lost for the second time. They're now 0-2 against ranked opponents. It it literally looked like a a Mountain West game from the 80s. It was, (laughs) and Lane Kiffin can score points. I've always been a fan of Brian Kelly. I think he doesn't get the credit he deserves. But I mean, they are, they can't stop anybody. 42 losses can't stop the really good offenses from ranked teams i was clearly wrong where colin was right well i said june 8th i thought the celtics needed to move off marcus smart and to get a better offensive veteran point guard to work with jalen brown and jason tatum and that's exactly what they did with drew holiday i think he's got a little bit more of a stable predictable personality that's important and i think he's a better offensive player everybody on this show has loved drew holiday forever He's just a, he's a total pro. And this is, I think, putting Boston as the favorites in the East this morning. I think Drew Holiday's that good. And this is what I felt they needed. If Jalen Brown, there was so much pressure on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to carry the team. Like, who's your third score? Drew Holiday is a dependable third score. Porzingis, a four, can be dynamic at times. So I think this is what they needed. This is what the doctor ordered. And the Celtics, who have been very well run for most of my life, landed a huge offensive-defensive piece, a great two-way player. And this morning, I feel like Boston is the best team in the East. Milwaukee right behind Miami. What do they have? They don't have have enough parts. They can't give up Butler and Bam. They don't have enough to give anybody. And the Celtics, between draft picks, Brogdon, Williams, Robert Williams did. Colin Wright, Colin Wrong. All right, Greg Olson is ready to go. 14 years. He's been a great analyst for us. We're so lucky to have him. So you had Cowboys and Patriots, and that thing was over by the second quarter. My Greg, what jumped out to me as a consumer, as a viewer, is that um, Christian Gonzalez's injury is obviously a problem. 
but they were they were listless. And this is the third time this year where New England just gets their doors blown off in the first 15, 18 plays. You tell me, aren't they are they not scripting them? Is it an energy thing? What what did you see from New England? This is the third time I've seen them get into these huge holes. You you played in this league for a decade and a half. Who do I point at for that? You know, I think it's a good question. I, I think we, we said kind of at the start of the broadcast yesterday that if you're Dallas, you don't want to play New England style of ball, which, which is, you know, slow it down, ball control, trade punts. We saw New England was able to do that and beat the Jets, you know, in, in week three. But both teams came out. Dallas came down, went immediately down the field. Again, had red zone issues, struggled. But then in New England's first offensive possession, they hit a big play on a scramble by Mac Jones. They went right down, matched them field goal for field goal. So their first drive, which really turned out to be their only good drive, um, they actually started out fairly aggressive, hit a play-action pass to the tight end, Henry. Then they had a scramble. They got down there, couldn't punch it in. Gesicki just missed it in the back of the end zone. From that point on, their offense was was really inept. And, and I think it's a combination of Dallas's defense is really good. We knew that going in. But if they don't start figuring out who are the weapons, who are the guys in the passing game that we can rely on, they lined up on third, you know, third and six and seven. They're in three tight end sets, Colin. It's just in today's NFL, that's that's very unheard of. Um, But obviously, it's what they feel is in their best interest, gets their best players on the field. But they have to develop some talent. They have to develop some wide receivers to support Mac Jones or else, unfortunately, what we saw out of this offense so far through four weeks there's really no indication that it'll change. You know, it's interesting. You you get to me a fascinating game next week. I cannot wait to watch the Eagles, a talented team not playing particularly well. And the Rams, I don't know how talented they are, but they're playing really well. I mean, they really outplayed Seattle on the road, outplayed the Colts, outplayed the Bengals for most of it. So it's it's and the Rams are at home in this game, although it may be maybe a 50-50 a crowd split. But it is interesting watching Philadelphia. In all your years, we say this all the time, we know head coaches matter and quarterbacks matter. Sometimes we forget a Dan Quinn, a coordinator, or a Shane Steichen, a coordinator. And Shane Steichen leaves Philadelphia. And you'll start looking at film here. It's not that it's not productive, but there is something, it's just not quite it. I I don't know what, you, you tell me. Is Philadelphia hangover, Super Bowl loser hangover? Is it coordinator? We know the O-line's great. Do you see it? I mean, they are they are undefeated. What do you make of what you're seeing with Philadelphia? You know, it, it's a good question, and I'm actually anxious to dive into it, um, you know, throughout the course of this week. As, as you said, they're getting ready to go out to L.A., and, and we're, you know, we're. I think that I agree. It's a sleepy good game. I don't think before the season we had L.A. playing in many major matchups, especially after last year, and then we find out week one Cooper Cup's going to be out. We'll see how long that lasts. But yeah, I think LA has kind of, you know, overachieved and, 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 you know, surpassed expectations. But for Philly, you know, they're not the juggernaut offensively through four games. They're not going out there and just bludgeoning people like we saw them do, you know, so often last year on their trip to the Super Bowl. But what I will say is what they've learned early in the season is, unlike a lot of teams in the league, they can win without playing their best. And I don't think we've seen Philly's best yet. And I think for the rest of the league, and especially the rest of the NFC, I think that's a scary thought. I think once they get familiar, there's some coaching changes. They lose both coordinators, you know, to be head coaches. I think there's always an adjustment, even though it's the same system. It's still a different play caller. It's still a different, you know, play designer. So I think 
as they continue to progress, if you know they got they got all the pieces, right? There's no question for personnel. For them to be 4-0, not really play their best ball, not play even, you know, really to the level that we saw, you know, most often last year. For them to be undefeated and, and really not say we've played our best ball, um, I think is a testament to just how good they have a chance to be. And um, they can win different styles. They can win with defense. They can win with run game. They can win with Jalen Hurts throwing it. They can win with them, you know, running 10 quarterback sneaks. It's it's a hard team to beat because there's no one formula to beat them. And I think LA is going to have their work cut out for them. But with a healthy Stafford and McVay and, and, and you know, if they can get cut back to go along with the rookie who's blown everybody away. It's a, it's a serviceable group, and, and I think it's going to be a better game than people think. So, um, you know, you had a quarterback in Cam Newton that physically does a lot of the stuff Josh Allen does. And I think there were times when Buffalo was, like everybody else, didn't quite know when to say, hey, you don't have to put the Superman cape on every drive. And I think watching him this year – they're running it less with him. They're relying on other people. And Cam was part of that. Cam was so great. There's not. There's no comp. You don't know quite what to do. Pull the brakes. So I watch Buffalo, and I think to myself, maybe I, I do feel like they listen to all the critics, and they're like, we can't be as Josh-reliant. I think you guys with Cam sometimes I felt like that. It's like Cam was doing stuff nobody else could do, and you've been in those huddles. It's third and one. Just do Cam. And take me kind of through the struggle of when you have a historically transformational player, and it is hard to sometimes coach him. Yeah, and it's funny. that The coordinator up in Buffalo is Ken Dorsey, who for Cam's best years was our quarterback coach in Carolina. So there is a lot of crossover. There is a lot of familiarity. There's times where I watch, you know, just watching this highlight here of, of Josh Allen running it in versus the Dolphins, like, there's a lot of plays that I recognize from our time in Carolina all those years back when Dorsey was with us. You know, we were in those tight end quarterback rooms drawing up different plays and ways to get Cam the ball. But I think you're right. I think the struggle you go through with a Cam Newton or a Josh Allen or any of those style players is when it is third and one, Colin, it's hard to make an argument that he doesn't keep the ball, right? <laughs> it's, it's hard that when the game's – it's hard to make an argument when the game's on the line, Josh Allen's not going to have the ball in his hand, Cam Newton's not going to have the ball in his hand, you know, whoever it is. It's hard for coaches. When, when push comes to shove, coaches are going to always put the game on the backs of the player they trust the most. And in Buffalo, there's no secret that team is based around Josh Allen. and He's one of the top you know, couple players in the league, regardless of position. So it's inevitable. But I think throughout the course of the last couple weeks, especially since the opener when they struggled losing to the Jets on opening night, uh, opening week, I think we have seen them say, OK, you know, what? we have a lot of good players. You mentioned the two tight ends. That Dalton Kincaid kid, the, the rookie, yeah. he is, I think he has a chance to be special. I mean, he's just kind of finding his way there with Dawson Knox and Sharon, but, you know, obviously Diggs, and, and they got a lot of pieces. I think they're saying, you know what, for the first three and a half quarters, we don't have to put everything on Josh Allen. He's going to make his plays just because the, the play, the, you know, the offense runs through him. But when it's critical downs, when the game's on the line, when it, when it comes to, you know, real moments in the game it'll that formula will never change you let your best players go out there and win the game and sometimes it doesn't work out but that that's not an it's not an indoctrinate it's not an indication that you know Josh Allen's not the guy because I think it's pretty clear that he is you know it's um I'm watching Justin Fields they go for it on fourth and one so this is my theory that sometimes defensive coaches can struggle with how to handle young quarterbacks 
So a couple examples yesterday is I didn't like the Bears. It's 28-28. Kick a field goal. Fields is getting crushed on talk radio. He's getting crushed by everybody. Let him walk off that field with a 31-28 win. If your defense can't hold him, the coaching staff can take a beating. Don't go for it. Your, your O-line struggles. This is not a creative play. By the way, if you're going to go for it, then let Justin Fields carry the ball and get the yard, not a running back. So I didn't like this. You tell me. The players always want to go for it, but I thought you had to protect Justin. He played his best game as a pro. Get a lead. Get off the f- – you're a defensive coach. Go make plays. Or am I just talking out of my butt here, knowing what I'm talking about? No, I, I think it's a. I think it's a valid argument. I, I, I'm, I, I'm familiar with the play. D- Denver had no. Denver had no timeouts. They didn't. Right? They, but they had about three. They had time. Lots of. They had yeah, three so, minutes. But it, I, so, okay. But so they only could stop the clock once on the two minute, right? So I think the rationale is Russell Wilson just brought them back from down twenty one or whatever they yeah. were down, and their offense was rolling. The Bears' offense had struggled. You know, he got hot in the second half. Russ and that and that Denver it looked like Sean Payton kind of got a feel for what they could do offensively. So the thought process by Eberflus there is if we kick a field goal here, we give Russell Wilson, who we haven't stopped in the last two quarters, we haven't stopped their offense at all. We give them the ball, and at the very least, they get the field goal range to extend the game going into overtime. It's a flip of a coin. Or at the you know, at the worst case scenario, he leads them down two-minute drive. We've seen Russell do that over the years a million times. We lose. The rationale here is Detroit can't stop the clock. If we can get one yard, now we can talk play design. We can talk getting in the gun and just running inside zone. We could talk about being a little more creative on how to gain a yard. But the thought is if they get that first down, they can in essence take that clock down, not all the way to zero, but they can take it below the two-minute warning. And if now if you settle for a field goal or hopefully you pop one and score, now you're giving Russell Wilson the ball back with a minute, no timeouts, and it's just a different ball game. So I, I actually – in theory, it's your best chance to win, right? It didn't work out, so it's very easy to criticize the decision, but you can gain one yard and, in essence, end the game. With Justin Fields, now, you talked about you know, Josh Allen. I'm putting the ball in his hand. I'm running Q power. I'm having. Yep. I'm telling him to pull it. I'm getting, I'm getting him on the move and give him a chance to maybe slip a guy in the flat on a zone read bootleg, or I'm giving him options. I don't know about just inside zone run, but that's a separate conversation. So I actually don't hate okay. the play from a strategy standpoint um, because you can then, you can just go ahead and almost end the game right there if you can get one yard. Okay, so now – I didn't like Ron Rivera's handling of, of Hal. So Hal comes down. You're on the road. You're a huge dog. You He makes a great throw, and now I would go for two. I don't want to go to overtime yeah. on the road. Big dog, Jalen Hurts. They have a better roster, a better quarterback. They kick the PAT, go to overtime. Now, again, I'm trying to be not be a backside driver, but to me as a big dog, if you can go to Philly and steal a win, that defense has been on the field You'd go for two. If you lose, Hal has his head high. I played my butt off against Philadelphia, and we could have won the game. Would you have gone for two here or the safety PAT? No, in this case, you're 100% right. And I love Ron, right? Ron's my guy, but I have to be honest. You know, the truth is the truth. You have to go for two there. The, the, the narrative around ending the game with the two-point conversion, I know, is a very you know, it's a very easy thing because everyone always says their decision after the fact, right? You always right. say, well, you shouldn't have gone for it after you failed or, you know, vice versa. But in this case, you're exactly right. When you're the underdog, you're on the road with the way the regular season no, overtime rules go, 
you're a flip, you're a 50 50 coin flip from the ball going to Jalen Hurts and he takes the opening drive down and they yep. score and it's over. Yep. So with the way the rules are in the regular season, you might now, Washington did win the toss and they had their chance in overtime and they didn't score. But the point is, you just can't risk. You have a chance to end that game now. You've got a, you know, your play caller's hot. You've scored 31 points. Your quarterback's made big throws, just came down. You got to have your best, got to have it play from two yards, three yards out and get the two point conversion. If you fail, you tell your team in the locker room, hey, man, we're going to be aggressive. We're going toe to toe with a team that was, you know, in essence, right there, neck and neck to be the Super Bowl champs last year. This is a sign of how good we are. You string the game out against better teams, and over time, the better team is going to win. Okay, a third defensive coach. So they lead by a touchdown. The Chargers elect to go for it in their own territory, facing a rookie quarterback who's running for his life because Khalil Mack has six sacks. I think they least gave the ball to Justin Herbert, but I would have punted it. I'm going to take my chances. I'm facing a backup. The Raiders can't protect him. Make it a long field. Would you have gone for it here? Yeah, so these are this is where the analytics of football kind of intersect with just situational context of the game. So in a lot of cases, I would say go get the yard, continue getting my four-minute offense and end the game. But everything you said is where the analytics now have to be kind of reevaluated. They're on a backup quarterback. You've only given up 17 points all game. You um Khalil Mack is sacking them five. Every time they drop back, Khalil Mack, one sack, when you punt it, one sack ends the game. Yep. So I think in that case, I'm with you. I'm punting considering the circumstances. Now, I'm playing Patrick Mahomes, and I got a chance to not give Mahomes back the ball, <laughs> and my defense hasn't stopped them all game. I'm, I'm, I'm doing exactly what Staley did there, and I'm keeping the ball and saying we're going to run the clock out, and I'm not giving Mahomes the ball back with three minutes. So every game, there's a little bit of context that what goes into these just black and white analytical decisions, but with the with the way it was described and everything going on with the Raiders and, and their offense, I think you say, all right, defense, you've dominated all day. Pin them back, and if they go score a touchdown, so be it. Okay, so two you agree. Chicago, you make the uh, support of Matt Eberflus. You know what? If I could go two and one on my three picks every week, I'd be very happy with you, Greg. So <laughs> he's got Eagles-Rams this week, uh, Giants-Seahawks tonight. Uh, I'm not sure what to make of it. Seattle, Pete Carroll, Brian Dable, defensive-offensive guys. Hey, it's great seeing you. I always appreciate you stopping by. You're doing great work. I wish you'd get a closer game. Hope you get a closer game next week, but I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate it. I think we will. I think it's going to be a good one. I think the Rams, I think the Rams are, I think they're ready to go out there and compete. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. Thanks, Colin. By the way, that rookie, was he a fifth round pick for the Rams, Puka Nakua? Holy. I mean, it's like one thing if CJ Stroud's better than we thought. To have a fifth-round wide receiver from BYU, I watched him play at Washington and BYU. Good player. Nice player. He dominates. This, this are like, now, nobody can cover him. It's unbelievable. He's got size. You know, uh, uh, Jonathan Vilma made a good point during the game. You can watch him manipulate corners like he's a nine-year veteran, like he's Larry Fitzgerald. Above the shoulders, physicality, great hands, can catch it. I mean, I... The draft is fascinating. Brock Purdy looks like a franchise guy last pick. Puka Nakua is uncoverable. 
nobody can stop him. I, I think I saw a stat. He had like 46 catches last year at BYU. The whole season, 46. And now he has like 39 in like a quarter of the NFL season. He's a really a tremendous talent. He's just both. You know, it's, it's interesting to watch him, though. The way he uses his body, uses angles. He's got, obviously got very good hands. So Cooper Cup comes back to practice. I'm not sure if he'll play. But it's it's remarkable to watch this kid. They just they cannot, and some of it's Cooper Cup's gone, so they need him. But they are teams are struggling how to figure that kid out. By the way, do you see Stafford get kind of dinged up there? He was limping a little bit. That offensive line is is troublesome. I mean, well, against Eagles this week, I they, the they, I, I they have an interesting situation. So Stafford gets dinged up about every other week. Do you go get a quarterback? They did Stetson Bennett, right? No, I think they've moved off. I think he's moved. Oh, off. he's gone. No, no, wow. he's gone now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he he's away from the team right now. He's dealing with some own personal stuff. Oh, I didn't. Even so know. they don't. I mean, my takeaway is you're not going to have a quarterback class. And by the way, with McVay, you're not going to be a top six, seven pick. So if you're middle of the first round, that's if you're thirteenth pick, and they may end up being the sixteenth pick. But if you're a 12, 13 pick, don't you have to take a quarterback? Now you can go when Stafford leaves and do free agency. You could trade down and get extra picks and build the whole roster up for the next time. But Stafford gets dinged up now a lot. I think he's got some time left on his deal, though. If you can get some protection for him, we know, upright. No. He's lights out. No. I mean, he made – Stafford made two throws yesterday that were like, whoa, whoa. Like, there is no question. See, I think you can make the argument for the Rams, your first pick. You go get a left tackle get a pass rush or another one, and you just build the roster up, trade down if you have like the 12th pick, trade down to the bottom of the first and just go get thirds, fourths, fifths, and stack your roster so when Stafford leaves, pay him for the next two years, if you can protect him, dude, he throws as good a ball as everybody in this league. Stafford yesterday had some moments you're just like, and both times he had protection. God, can he sling it? Where are you on the kid Hartman from Notre Dame? I, I, no, I know no, I, no, no, he's no, not, no, 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 not early, not early, but like as a mid round pick, like a Brock Purdy oh, type. Okay, as a mid round pick, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, Hartman can play, and remember, some of these college offenses are like scaling. We don't want to make mistakes. Remember Justin Herbert? I'll never forget you were on that. Herbert's like not doing much in college, not making throws, but you could see the talent is there. You just need the right offense to unleash it. One more herd. The herd streams twenty four hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. 
Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This fall, mealtime. Keep it exciting with HelloFresh. Free shipping, 50% off at 50Colin at HelloFresh.com slash 50Colin. Over 40 recipes to choose from each week. Healthy snacks, good for kids and adults. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. All right. You know, we've been working together a while. And, yeah. Um, you don't like when I'm blame the referee guy. So I'm not going to blame the referees. But, Colin, what happened last night was an outright injustice to the Jets on this holding P.I., whatever the hell they call it, on Sauce Gardner. That's jostling. That stuff happens. (laughs) Come on. That was Mahomes' third pick of the game. I mean, it's just a travesty. How are you going to let it? A a game, a great game. Turned out to be a great game. End like this on that garbage. Um, We just keep showing it if you're watching at home on FS1. Come on. That's and look, there's no flag, throws, no flag, no flag. The ref bails out when the interception well, happens. Well, he pulls him out of his route. So it, you're, you're no, no, that no, that, that no, that was the route, Colin. Look, the referee, by the way, only pulls the flag when the interception's clear. He's like, oh, I can't let this slide. Listen, man, um, I was ticked off about it. Robert Sala got a 15-yard penalty. I saw that. You never see that. That's he was ra- fired up. They needed that win, man, and they were close uh, after being down 17 nothing. But here's Sauce Gardner after the game. Receiver ran into me. It was a collision. Same thing that was happening all game. Ain't throw no flags. Uh, Pat threw the ball outside of the receiver. MC was there. He made the play. Then the ref threw the flag. Like me personally, that's like when you play basketball and one on one, and you go up to lay the ball up, and you wait to see you miss, and then say foul. Like I, was, I can't believe that. Like, that was. That was just crazy. Fourth quarter, crunch time. Like, I mean, like that's. I don't even know what to say. Let the players play, Colin. Come on, you gotta let the players decide the game. We don't want to see the refs get involved. Yeah, um, I'm not saying it was the best call of the weekend. I, but I am saying is, you, you, Josh Ling, you're not supposed to touch a guy after five yards. You can't grab jerseys and come okay. over the top. Uh, and, it's clear we we're on the different different sides here. Uh, uh, let, one, let's just let's give a quick shout out to the Jets defense for 
Despite falling behind early, they confused Mahomes. He made some whack. Like, what is he, is he missing stuff? 7-24 of the late fourth quarter when he 15 played it and went down and slid. When oh, is that after, the, after well, the Zach Wilson uh, well, fumble? Well, when you snap? needed them to get the ball back, they didn't. Well, I mean, how many flags were thrown on that drive? Like, seven? Like, come on. I mean, it's just... I, I get it. The Chiefs are better. They want Jets covered the spread. How about that, huh? Thank you, Mahomes, for going down. And by the way, all these people who are like, oh, Vegas called in a favor to Mahomes. People must not have seen the NFL before yesterday because if Mahomes goes in for the touchdown, the Jets then get the ball, right? Yeah. They could go down and score and then onside kick. Without the ball, they have no chance to win. Right. Mahomes made the right play. Well, Mahomes is the best quarterback on the planet. And by the way, great quarterbacks have bad second quarters. He's scuffed. Great early, great late. That longer than longer than a scuff. I mean, he threw an interception to Mosley, who dropped it on the Kelsey nice. thing over the middle. Yeah. Jets defense, they're the only ones to slow Josh Allen. Come on, let me hear I'm it. I'm not denying okay. they're, they're very good. Yeah, Still a lot, lost, of, a lot of positives. Uh, let's go to a... Oof, this was ghastly. So, I didn't even know Derek Carr was going to start yesterday. This was a surprise to me. Uh, he had the AC joint injury. Um, all the signs were Jameis Winston's going to start, and then Derek Carr comes out, and they looked abysmal. I was well, on the Saints. He probably didn't a, practice a ton. Well, then why the hell is he starting? Well, that's, that's a bad coaching decision. But well, uh, listen, all offseason I hyped the Saints, and you told me be careful. Dennis Allen is a, is a train wreck of a head coach. Offensively, they had under 200 yards. They did not score a touchdown. Alvin Kamara, are you ready for this stat? 13 catches for 33 yards. Like, how is that possible? Derek Carr threw 14 well, passes behind the line of scrimmage. Well, that's what? because he didn't practice, probably, and so they had to do dump-off stuff. That's just a bad decision by a head coach. But the head coach also is, like, not aggressive, thinks they can win with the defense. And another defensive coach that can't handle the quarterback position, right? What a shock. So the, some, some random fullback named Prentice doesn't have any carries. They give it to him on, like, the two-yard line right before the half. He fumbles. Give the Bucks a touchdown. I was so angry yesterday. But we'll move on because I can see you're, you don't like when I get really ticked off. Uh, final story, Bryce Young, Colin. You that, love this guy. That I, poor kid has got nobody to uh, Well, to. Yeah, it's funny we keep defending him. Um, they didn't score a touchdown offensively. I, I they know. had the defensive touchdown, two field goals, and um, Bryce Young. <laughs> Andy Dalton looked good moving that offense. Bryce Young had 214 yards. That's it. Well, you got to allow Against him the Vikings. to get through his rookie year. They don't have a number one or a number two receiver. They well, have a bunch of threes. They're 0-4, and, and um, their pick goes to the Bears in the first round. I just think, I want to thank you for getting me off them as a potential division winner. But right now, Tampa is the only team that consistently gives me a performance. We can't talk about Tampa. Um, on Carolina for a moment. Uh we liked Frank Reich historically. What is happening here? Well, they, they, they had to give up DJ Moore, which for a rookie quarterback, CJ Stroud has a couple, Nico Collins has a couple of twitchy guys he can get the ball to. Anthony Richardson creates his own offense, and, and Michael Pittman. They have no number one receiver, and I'd argue, I'm not sure they have a number two, and the O line is okay. So I, th- I think we have to contextualize this. That kid's got nothing to work with. Now, CJ Stroud may be better. Anthony Richardson's clearly more dynamic, but Anthony's got a better O-line. Pittman's a real player. I, I So think, how did Andy Dalton throw for th- almost 400 yards and 27 points Well, because the, the Seahawks' pass defense struggled. The Vikings are one of the worst defenses in the league. I'm just telling you right now. Bryce Young ain't processing. He looks a little, I don't want to say scared, uh, tre- trepid. Is that, a, is that a word? 
Mm. I don't even know if that's a word. He looks tentative in the pocket. Like, oh, no. what am I doing here? He scrambles. He gets... Colin, I'm just saying there, there are some warning signs for Bryce Young. Like, Stroud, you've hiked. Richardson has shown some things. No, Anthony Richardson is a blast to watch. That dude's got a cannon. He's just raw. He is fun to watch. I think Indianapolis found a dude. Give me one positive you've seen from Bryce Young in three games so far this year. He's still healthy. Getting out there and taking snaps. <laughs> J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. I stand corrected. He already missed a game. Well, he's mostly been healthy and available. How's that? That game was crazy, by the way. Minnesota drives down pick six, and you're like, whoa. It ended up being a really entertaining game. There were, there were um, I think, seven blowouts yesterday. So why? And my take is because the gap between great quarterback and average quarterback is wider, and if the league is going to be completely quarterback-centric, you're going to see more of this. It's going to look like Saturday football. We had seven blowouts yesterday. Thank God the Jets played their butt off and kept it close. But there's a lot of bad football. Now, now in one instance, it, Joe Burrow's obviously very good. Tannehill's capable, and that was a blow. But most of them were good quarterback against bad quarterback. Dak against Mac Jones. So as the sport becomes more quarterback-reliant, you're going to get more of these ugly games. And I some I honestly, uh, there's some exceptions to this, but if you have a young quarter, I think Chicago made a big mistake going with a defensive coach who'll create a defensive culture with a young quarterback. Matt Nagy, say what you want about Matt Nagy. He got Mitch Trubisky to the playoffs. And Justin Fields has more talent than Mitch Trubisky. You guys all ran Matt Nagy out of town. You were never satisfied. Offensive coach, Andy Reid system. Trubisky got to the playoffs. The Chicago thing now is just a mess, and the defensive coach can't fix the defense. Back in a second. Live in L.A., it's The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. What do you get when you combine a three-time manager of the year and a three-time national sports writer of the year? It's the Book of Joe podcast. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions, playoff games, and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s i can't wait for this joe we're gonna dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in major league baseball cars wine whatever else we want to talk about listen to the book of joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts hi it's the herd the nba playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800. 
1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Fox and FS1 are your home for the American League Divisional Series as the league's biggest stars take center stage on the road to the Fall Classic. It all starts Saturday on Fox at FS1. Uh, by the way, the Bears-Broncos was the best 0-3 versus 0-3 game in the history of football. It was wildly entertaining. Chicago early, Denver late. I don't think Denver... Listen, we have to be honest about this. Sean Payton got heat for blaming Nathaniel Hackett for the issues. But he was kind of right. If you look at Russell Wilson's numbers last year, to Russell Wilson's numbers, here's a graph this year... They've solved the Russell Wilson stuff mostly. Now, he's not, he's not blowing the league up, but his passer rating leads the NFL in the first half, and it's 106. Last year, it was in the low 80s. Completion percentage from 60 to almost 67 and a half. So they have solved most of the Russell Wilson stuff. He had a better second half this week, not as good a first half. Although, in the first half, he was efficient, but he only had like 79 yards throwing. There just It was a lot of underneath stuff. So here's the truth is that Peyton is getting the most. It's taken four weeks, but I feel like they've solved to some degree the Hackett issue. The offensive coach has gotten the offense as right as it's probably going to get. It's not going to be a great offense, 
but it's certainly capable. They're sixth in yards per play. Russell's got nine touchdown passes already. It took him until week 14 to have that. He's paid to be a star. He has star power. They've figured out to the degree they'll figure it out, taken four weeks. First, it was good first half. Now it was good second half. No, it is the Bears defense. The defense has fallen off a cliff. Uh, and it's mostly the same personnel. It could be schemes. It could be the coordinator. I don't know. As we said before, I think I think this was a remodel to begin with. And, you know, they fixed the kitchen. They fixed the Russell Wilson part. Now the roof's collapsed. The defense is awful. It's a win, but Sean Payton wasn't terribly happy. There'll be some tough tape tomorrow. And, uh, you know, and I don't, I don't want to sugarcoat anything. There, there's some things... You know, we're going to play a lot better teams on our schedule and no disrespect to Chicago and Matt and what they're trying to do. And I'm sure the feeling is the same here. But um, but the, I think the win was, was important for, uh, for the group. You know, it's just, it's one of those things where regardless of what you think of Russell Wilson, it, it takes time, right? Starters aren't playing much in the preseason anymore. It's a longer season, 17 games. First, they got the first half right. Now, yesterday, they got the second half rolling. So I feel like the offense is what it is, but Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Russell Wilson, a couple of backs I think are decent. O-line's fine. Sean's a brilliant guy. Russell can still move. He proved that he's not washed. Russell Wilson can still move. The Hackett issue, like getting plays in on time, being organized, being efficient, they solved that. That part clearly was an issue. They've solved it. No idea what's happened to the defense. Again, this defensive coordinator doesn't have a huge track record. Uh, maybe it's the personnel. I do think they have to attack it. But I think Sean understands the, the schedule, the easy part of the schedule is over it gets much tougher, much better quarterbacks coming. And it just, I listen, I didn't have Denver making the playoffs. I thought they could win nine or 10. It may be six max territory. I know, ugly, but it may be. Hour three and a Monday starting next. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.